What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. And right off the bat, I have to wish you all a happy new year. I hope, uh, I hope that you guys had a great New Year's Eve and you brought in the, uh, this new year with, uh, surrounded by loved ones, by family, by friends, by good company overall. And, um, and that you're looking forward with, uh, to take, to take the right step, the right foot forward, uh, as, uh, as we, we kick this year off. Uh, and it's, as for fight fans, it's gonna kick off in the right fashion, right? We have a fight tomorrow night in Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell. Uh, with that said, it's rare that I get the opportunity to record, uh, to, uh, to sit here and take some time to myself, uh, to reflect, uh, as, uh, as in relate or as related to the fight game or the boxing game, uh, or MMA for that matter. Uh, or even put some episodes together. It's, it's hard. It, it just hasn't happened to date. And, uh, and so I'm very, I'm very grateful for that, that I, I, I get to record on back to back sessions. Um, with that said, let's break down this fight. What a way to kick off the new year. Uh, today the, the weigh in will take place, uh, shortly and, uh, and then we're the, the fight's looming, right? The fight's right above our shoulders. Uh, it's within 24 hours or a little bit over 24 hours from, from, uh, the moment that I'm recording this. And, uh, and it's set to take place so far. No drama. Seems like all the press conference, uh, press conference and the media coverage and so forth. Seems like both fighters are very serious. They're taking this very serious. It seems like they're in tip top shape, uh, from everything that I've seen and little clips about their training and so forth. Ryan Garcia, a little bit different. Uh, going into this fight more so than in the past, a little bit less cocky, a little bit more serious, uh, serious, uh, a little bit less talkative and, uh, and, and willing to engage with a little more fire in that belly. Uh, if you've seen some of his recent interviews, Luke Campbell seems like your, your typical, uh, work dog, your blue collar work dog doesn't like to engage much in the, uh, in the back and forth doesn't like to, uh, engage in the name calling or the trash talking. He's just there to do a job. He's very professional. He's very uh, humble in, in the way in which he approaches the interviews and in the way in which he explains himself and, um, and expresses himself at that. And, and it's, it's refreshing to see fighters that it's starting to change, right? It's not just about the notoriety. It's not just about, um, grabbing eyes and grabbing headlines and, and making noise and, and grabbing the wrong type of attention, but actually just letting your work speak for yourself. And we've seen this time and time again in past generations. And that's what we appreciated about, about the fight game and those type of fighters and the legacies that they left behind. Uh, and, and here we are. We, it's good to see that the newer generations, they're, they're applying that old school mentality, that very humble, respectful, um, type of approach. Uh, that they carry with them day in and day out. Luke Campbell, let's, he, he is coming into this as the challenger and he's coming into this as the B side. To me, he's the A side. He's coming into this as the B side because of notoriety, because of following. Uh, Ryan Garcia is the social media, um, darling, I guess I could say. He's got over 8 million followers on Instagram. He's known for putting videos together on TikTok and you name it. He's he's about the social media. Uh, he's good at it. He's really good at it. And and he has that following. For years now, people have been following him. He's attracting a lot of eyes. He's bringing 
the eyes to tomorrow's fight and the attention uh, to tomorrow's fight. So he's carrying that. And, and across the board, any division that he's been in, and especially this lightweight division, he would be the A-side against anybody. Against Tank Davis, against Teofimo Lopez, against Devin Haney, uh, uh, against Lomachenko, uh, against anybody. He would be the A-side by way of money, by way of notoriety and the attention that he would attract to the fight itself. He would sell it. He is the, the, the one that, that would be responsible for the success of a pay-per-view at this point at a young age in his career. So very, um, very throwback to a la De La Hoya, uh, and what De La Hoya, the effect of De La Hoya that he had in the nineties pre social media, but he had the storyline from, from winning the gold medal in the Olympics. Uh, he had, uh, the notoriety, uh, if you recall, he even sold out this, uh, this, uh, the Sun Bowl, I believe it's called in El Paso uh, against French fighter Patrick Carpentier in De La Hoya. That is, he fought against Patrick Carpentier and you hear the HBO commentators, uh, Jim Lampley and, um, and, uh, Larry Merchants, they're talking about, uh, the attendance that night and having, they, they were witnessing more female attendance or a higher attendance in, as far as related to women, more so than men that showed up that night. And all because De La Hoya was the one fighting that night and which was un, un, unseen at that time, right? No TikTok, no Instagram, no social media. Internet was just getting off, uh, and getting, getting, uh, getting its legs under itself. Uh, if you remember those sort of days, that was 97, 98, maybe when he fought Patrick Carpentier. And, and that was the days that you'd walk into a store and pick up a, a free 10 hour CD from net zero or AOL or so that you could install on your desktop and get 10 free hours of internet with the expectation of subscribing for a longer period. Um, that's how De La Hoya did it. And now Golden Boy's his promoter and he's promote, he's helping him promote himself. But King Ryan seems to be a star in himself. He's promoting himself very, very well. And we get back to the point in which that's why he's the A side. The eyes are on him and people are discarding Luke Campbell and it kind of bothers me. Uh, but we may be in for a surprise. I mean, he's the workhorse. He's got the record behind him. So let's break down the fight. Let's see who's going to be stepping across these ropes. We got. Luke Campbell, Luke Campbell's coming in, uh, with, uh, as a decorated amateur at that. He won the European Championships in 2008, won gold there, uh, went to the Olympics, represented England at the Olympics in 2012, won the gold. Gold medalist, Olympic gold medalist, European Championships gold medalist. I mean, the guy's a stud. He ended up amassing a, a amateur career. Uh, from what I was able to find, I found different different numbers, and, and it seems to happen time and time again. As you, depending on the source that you go to, the amateur records will be slightly off or slightly different. But this one's pretty unanimous, uh, give or take by by a couple wins, the ones that I've been able to find. But overall, it looks like he had an overall amateur record of 153 victories to 24 defeats, and gold to accompany that amateur record. He's fought for he's fought for a major title twice in his career already in his young career. He is a little bit older. Um, he's right now, I believe, he's going to be stepping into this fight at at thirty three years of age, uh, and he's fought you name it. His last few opposite, his last few opponents have been the the, the bar has been stepping up. 
Uh, he's coming into this with three defeats and one that he avenged against Ivan Mendy uh, and two defeats at the hands of one Jorge Linares. That was his second defeat. And that was his first attempt at a major world title. Lost by decision. Ivan Mendy lost. He lost by decision. After the Linares fight, he avenges he avenges that that loss, his first defeat against Ivan Mendy, and then moves on to bigger things. So um he he defeats Ivan Mendy. He uh his last fight, his which was his third defeat was against Vasily Lomachenko. At the time in which he fought Vasily Lomachenko, Lomachenko was regarded as the number one fighter in the world at the time that Luke Campbell fought him. And Luke Campbell loses by decision to Vasily Lomachenko. And it was something that we could build a pattern on in the last few fights of Luke Campbell, especially in his last large profile or big profile fights, is that he's been dropped. And he has a chin and he gets up. Um... He lost to Vasily Lomachenko. He gave Vasily Lomachenko a super tough fight, and it went down to the wire. Um, obviously, by points, Vasily Lomachenko ran away with that fight, um, winning that decision or at least cementing that decision. Uh, nonetheless, uh, he was he was able to give Vasily Lomachenko a really really tough fight, and his stock did not take a hit. His stock, if anything, grew. Because of his performance against Vasily Lomachenko, because of his performance against Jorge Linares, which is rare to see. Time and time again, we see fighters that often go an entire career without getting a major title shot. Sometimes you see fighters that have an entire solid career and the wrong promotional backing, and they end up getting one title shot. They come up short, and you see their 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 career begin to decline, and soon soon after just begin to fade out and retire this guy has taken uh he's lost twice in his two attempts at a major world title two of the three being uh attempts at, at a major world title i think the ivan mendy fight was for uh the international or in, uh, the international version of the wbc so it was a smaller version of the wbc um and he, he worked himself back up after losing to Linares, worked himself back up, avenges his first defeat, and continues working his way up to a Lomachenko fight. Has a second world title shot, comes up short, and now, by tomorrow, if he's able to defeat Ryan Garcia, the winner of tomorrow's night, of tomorrow night's fight, uh, lines himself up as the mandatory for Devin Haney. So this would be the third shot at a major world title, and if he looks impressive tomorrow night... I don't see why he couldn't stop Devin Haney, but all depends on what kind of fight we see tomorrow. Uh, we jump over to Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia, the undefeated young prospect, as I was just briefly going on a rant about uh, why he's the A-side. He's not only uh, the main reason why this event is getting so big and why this event is having so much attention, uh, but the other being that because he has so much attention, because he has such a large social media following, the critics are out there the and the critiques are out there, the doubts are out there as to whether he's real or not. Is he real? Can he deliver? Or is he just a social media star? And is he going to be exposed tomorrow night? He's coming into this 20 and 0, undefeated fighter with 17 knockouts. To my knowledge, he's gone the, to the distance uh, three times, 
once very early in his career and he's got the full length of the 10 rounds at least the 10 round fights that he had one against Jason Velez and um and the other against Carlos Morales in which Morales gave him a really really tough fight gave him rounds and ever since then he's been on a streak of just putting an end to the fights early and that's where his his stock started growing after the Morales fight his stock started growing because he started putting a stop to the opponents the Velez fight was a really good showing for him, uh, but after that, the kid's been on a streak. And uh, it's something else that we got to look at is that Ryan Garcia did fight in 2020. A lot of people, it, it was a super long year uh, this past year, right? And I, I guess I could say this past year now, uh, and we're just a few hours from from having uh, welcomed this, uh, this 2021. But he did fight in 2020, very early. Similar to this, he's got about an 11 month layoff. He fought in February, if I'm correct. Uh, and, and that was against, uh, Fonseca. He had Duno uh, on the undercard of Canelo Kovalev, uh, in November of 19. And then Francisco Fonseca, uh, February of 20. And then the pandemic hit shortly thereafter. And we never saw Ryan Garcia as was the case for many boxers and many fighters out there. Um, that threw that threw a roadblock in a lot of people's plans, right? And so we got lucky that we got to see the amount of fights and the quality of fights that we got to see down the stretch of 2020 to close out 2020. Uh, nonetheless, his layoff is 11 months, uh, 11 month layoff going into this uh, fight tomorrow. Luke Campbell has not fought since he lost that decision to Vasily Lomachenko. And that fight against Lomachenko was back in 2019. If I remember, I believe it was the summer of 2019. Uh, I'm checking. Uh, I'm checking here real quick for you. Yep, uh, closing out August. So August 31st of 2019 is when he faced Vasily Lomachenko. That's a huge layoff. That's a huge layoff. That's insane to me. He's coming in with a 19 month layoff, uh, give or take. Um, so is that going to play a factor? Is the noise? There's going to be a live attendance. But it's not going to be to the capacity of of full stadiums as Luke Campbell has experienced already in his career. Nonetheless, the the attendance will not be in his favor. Most likely, the majority of the attendance will be in the favor of Ryan Garcia. He's the one putting butts in those seats, and and is that going to play a factor? That will, will be a distraction for Luke Campbell, and alongside that layoff, right? Uh, nonetheless, they look great. Both of them, both of them look great in training. But everybody knows when they step in that squared circle, it's it's something completely different, right? So Ryan Garcia coming in undefeated into this fight, and if he wins this fight tomorrow, he's going to be in line to face Devin Haney as the mandatory for that for that WBC strap. Um, when you look at these two guys, I see a workhorse in Luke Campbell. I see the fact that he's been dropped and he's he gets up and he comes at you. And it's almost like a zombie style attack that Luke Campbell has. Very consistent with delivering his body shots. Very consistent with his left hand and left sided attack. Uh, and good follow through with the right hand as well. He's got decent speed and he's got decent power. Uh, not not fight ending power, but he's got decent power at that. He's got 16 knockouts in his record. So he's put away opponents 
It's just that when he stepped up in competition, his power didn't translate or transition as well against Linares, or it wasn't a factor to be able to put him away, or Ilomachenko. But again, we're talking of a very highly skilled fighters. He's got the record with him. The good, solid amateur record. At that, let me mention this. I'll jump over to the Ryan Garcia side. Ryan Garcia himself had a fairly good amateur record as well. Better than better than what Luke Campbell brings to the table. Uh, not by definitely didn't go to the Olympics. We didn't hear about Ryan Garcia in the Olympics, but nonetheless, we hear everything that I've been able to track down on Ryan Garcia. His amateur record is super impressive: two hundred and fifteen wins to fifteen defeats, to nearly ninety fights more. Uh, sorry, about 70 fights more uh, victories at that than what Luke Campbell had, uh, give or take, right? And and that's just that's just real brief math. Um, I mean, wow, the the record that Ryan Garcia brings. He's got the experience. He's been exposed. He's been he's he's seen all kinds of different opposition out there. As has Luke Campbell at a little bit higher level, and that's why I give the nod to Luke Campbell. It, it's a pick'em fight, right? I think Luke Campbell's resume speaks for itself. I think the fact that he's been in there with bigger names, bigger opposition, uh, better known opposition, and better developed opposition, such as your Linares, such as Ivan Mendy, such as. Uh, Luke, um, Vasily Lomachenko, that, that's, that's the top echelon right there of the, uh, of opposition that you could ever face. Ryan Garcia's coming off Francisco Fonseca, uh, and Duno, uh, fighters that are also trying to climb their way up and, and that are right there, right? So it's almost like a crossroads fight of who's going to continue on and who's going to take the defeat here. And it's almost like a, like uh, dictating which way your your career will go when you face such top prospects at such an early stage in your career. Ryan Garcia has the speed. He has the left hook. He has a fast right follow through, similar to Luke Campbell. But I give the speed nonetheless to uh, Ryan Garcia. The power. I think they're fairly equal on the power. Although the left hook, to me, um, I think. Campbell has a better jabbing game. Uh, Ryan Garcia would give his left hook a lot of respect, uh, more so than Campbell's. Uh, other than that, the resume I would definitely give the experience, the ring generalship and experience I would give to to Luke Campbell. Ryan Garcia is uh, often fighting as a, and he likes, he's comfortable fighting as a counterpuncher, whereas Luke Campbell comes after you. He tends to be a bit of a counterpuncher, but he recognizes and adapts and is able to modify his style of attack or his approach by round. He adapts very well, whereas Ryan Garcia, every one of his last few fights, if you see it, the pattern's starting to be there where he likes to counter, but he likes to come after you. And his hands are somewhat very low. He's very confident in his attack, very confident in his hands and the damage that he's able to do, do to you. And his confidence has grown the last few fights because he keeps stopping these opponents. I don't know if he's going to be able to get away with that with Luke Campbell. And what I see here is... The experience may be a factor. The experience is very well going to play a factor. I'm almost afraid to call it against Ryan Garcia, but I'm also comfortable uh, calling it for Luke Campbell in the sense that he's done the work. He's put in the work. Uh, he's faced the who's who of that division. And, 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 and the work speaks for itself. So 
I think he's going to outwork Ryan Garcia. I think once it gets into the middle to late rounds is where Ryan Garcia is a little bit more, uh, has a little bit less experience. I think Luke Campbell um, is going to get dropped. And if Luke Campbell gets dropped, how is Ryan Garcia going to react when he gets up? And continues to come at him. Is that going to play a factor in Ryan Garcia knowing that his power wasn't enough to put an end to Luke Campbell? And when Luke Campbell's coming right at him again, like he's done against the who's who of the opposition in his resume uh, to date. Uh, Luke Campbell gets up. He's got a good chin. He's got a lot of heart. And he comes forward. And is that going to freak out Ryan Garcia if he's able to drop Luke Campbell and then realizes that Campbell's getting back up and coming back at him? Is that going to play a factor? I see Luke Campbell going down once again because of the the left. I see him going down by way of left hook. Um, when he gets up, how is Ryan Garcia going to react? That's the experience is going to play a huge factor here, more so than the flashiness and the talent. Um, if Ryan Garcia pulls this fight out tomorrow, his stock is at an all-time high. And even if he takes the defeat, he is still the money side against any of the other top guys at 135 right now, including Lomachenko. He's still the money side, and all of them would be willing to fight because it would mean a large payday for them. If he pulls his victory off tomorrow, the sky's the limit for this kid. I mean, you name it, the numbers are going to quadruple whenever some, and everybody's going to be lining up to try to face him. Gervonta Davis. I mean, the job that De La Hoya and Golden Boy and Gomez are doing with, uh, and the way that they're promoting him and, and the storyline that he's training with Canelo, with the Reynosos, um, and he's really good buddies with Canelo. Uh, the storyline is there. The backing is there, uh, more so than what Mayweather's doing for Gervonta Davis. And Devin Haney's almost being pushed aside and he's quiet. Um, he's not getting the same type of attention. Teofimo Lopez not even getting the respect, even though he stopped the number one pound for pound fighter as regarded by most in Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez still has a lot of critics out there. Excuse me. Still has a lot of critics, still has a lot of haters out there. Uh, hard for me to believe that. Nonetheless, listen, we are set to see a good fight. We are kicking off 2021 in the right way and in a good fashion with a good fight to look forward to. Let's hope it delivers. Let's hope it doesn't disappoint and that the hype is real. Either Ryan Garcia is going to get exposed uh, tomorrow night or he's going to become an even bigger star. He's going to go from a star to a superstar come tomorrow night if he's able to, to perform and if he's able to put a stop to Luke Campbell. I mean, Sky is the limit, right? Like, can you see this guy? Can you see, can you even be at Ryan Garcia's level if he puts an end to, to Luke Campbell? He stops Luke Campbell knowing that Luke Campbell was not stopped by Lomachenko, knowing that he wasn't stopped by Linares, knowing that he hasn't, he hasn't been stopped to date, but he's lost by decisions. He hasn't been stopped. So just imagine those outcomes. Now, what if Luke Campbell just knocks out Ryan Garcia, which is what a lot of people are expecting? I don't see that happening. I think I think Luke Campbell will. I think Luke Campbell's going to come at him. I think Luke Campbell's the one that's going to go down. I think Luke Campbell's going to get back up, out point, out score, and outwork Ryan Garcia. And I think Luke Campbell is is going to take the decision. But if he stops Ryan Garcia, imagine the amount of hate and critics that will come out and it will be 
all at once. They will just shower Ryan Garcia as a fluke, as a fake, as a social media darling, as a star, just or an influencer, whatever you call uh, the guys with a lot of following. But listen, he does it right. Eight million plus followers. Imagine that. Those pockets are full on the Ryan Garcia side. Uh, and in his early 20s, right? He's he's an entrepreneur just by way of social media. So I can't wait. I'm excited and I'm glad that I got to record, find a few minutes here to, to step aside and back-to-back days in recording. I can't wait. I'll do the recap depending if it's one of those nights like the Canelo Callum, I'll jump on that tomorrow night and, and record. Uh, if not, then I'll probably get back to you guys on Sunday, maybe even pushing Monday the way things have been going lately here. Uh, some obstacles, some, uh, some little, uh, some little, uh, hiccups that, that I'm experiencing here recently. Nonetheless, hey, I'll find the way. I'll find a few minutes and sit down here and talk to you all. So take care of yourselves. Happy New Year. And let's push for a better 2021. And uh, and I hope you guys are bringing it in with a blast. And, uh, and, and on last night's episode, if you guys had a few hours, I hope you guys took some time to yourself to catch up with some of the fight of the year candidates as I depicted them on, on that episode. If you didn't get to, to catch it, well, listen. Yes, it's an old episode now because we left it in 2020. It's the way I closed out 2020, but the fights are legit and the fights are going to be, they're historic fights, uh, that, that should be, that, that should be paid attention to. So check out that list as I mentioned it there. And, um, and thank you guys again for following the Tomatolito show. I'll talk to you all soon. Take care.